Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to give some really good information to our listeners on the local real estate market so that we can all make some really good decisions on real estate. Um, and just like you know, on, on a sports a sports team, you wouldn't go into a game without a, a good game plan. Well, you shouldn't go into the real estate market without a good game plan. And your coach should be your realtor. And um, and we have 4,000 realtors in our Fresno Association of, Real, uh, of Realtors and um, a lot of good ones. And we, in fact, each week we bring somebody else down here to be the uh, – expert for the week and but this time i think the the person we have is an expert for longer than just a week <laughs> even when the podcast gets old everybody's going to say well Faye Koki is still an expert in this in fact if i could tell you what first of all she is a local broker with cmt properties but this is what's impressive she's a gri cdpe abr sres crs epro well there's a whole lot more but you must really be into education because those are all educational uh, designations. You must be. Oh, thank you, Don. Yes. Um, uh, Don't be blushing and be so shy. <laughs> Starting out as a teacher, I think it's just in my blood. My parents were teachers. so. Oh, I didn't um, know that about you. Yeah. And then I got to go into real estate, my true love. All right. Uh, well, and um, I didn't even know that. And last year, I asked you if you would be the education chair for our our education mm -hmm. committee at the association. So I guess I stumbled into the right decision. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wh what does the education committee do for that benefits the consumers? Um, that's a good question because we are often focused on the agents and we're we're trying to keep them in the loop with what we're seeing in the field, giving them the tools to uh, be better agents and be helpful and knowledgeable. But I think in doing that, that of course benefits the consumer. The buyers and sellers then have um, talented, educated uh, agents and brokers with them. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good answer. So we're helping the public through making better agents. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So the agents would be the conduit there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and this is why it is so important. I mean, we're all going through this pandemic right now, and it's got people's lives turned mm -hmm. upside down. Well, if you think back 12 years ago, we were going through something different but mm -hmm. something that had something that had everybody's lives turned upside down in fact it was the housing crisis in fact fresno was in the top 10 of the nation as far as foreclosures and that's where this show got born we, we um, it's like no let's put out information so that our mm -hmm. local community will make better decisions about real mm -hmm. estate and next time there's a downturn we won't even be in the top 100 that's our goal so it's a lofty goal and and i think that's wonderful mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um well all right so 
let me ask you, because you're a working broker, uh, you're listing and selling homes, working with clients. What's your take on the market right now? Um, I guess if you ask every t- 10 people, you're going to get 10 different answers, but yeah, we're all going that's to That's like say- an appraiser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 different appraisals on the same house the same day, you'll have 10 different answers. Yeah. Un- um, unfortunately, it's a very challenging time. I came into it during the uh, crazy time of 2008, uh, and I, I watched seasoned agents run around not knowing what to do because the rules were being changed like they are today with COVID-19 to accommodate what people were seeing in the field. Um, And I I see that going on now. We still have so few homes available on the market. And um, I'm seeing it and I hear it from other other agents that it is uh, almost too competitive you know, the offers are coming in the first day it hits the market. They're going over list price. And I think it's exciting for the sellers, <laughs> but I see it's frustrating for the buyers because um, they, they question, will it appraise? Um, is this the house I want? I'm working with people who might be feeling pushed into a decision when they don't really want to make that decision. So maybe one of the jobs of a realtor is to calm everything down mm-hmm. and, and make sure there's enough communication and dialogue that they're making a sound decision. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think they're making, uh, the buyers especially, are making decisions along the way that I've not seen in the past. Generally, there wasn't this rush to get an offer. If, if someone was pre-approved and ready to go, uh, there was a little more time to to look at properties, to think about it, sometimes visit a property twice. And nowadays, it seems like we're writing the offer while we're touring the house and discussing the fine points and maybe spending 10 minutes in the property that they're going to live in there, hopefully, for years to come and spend quite a bit of money. Well, this is almost like the old days where you'd go show the house and then you'd write the offer up on the hood of the car outside. I guess so. I, I was thinking about that last night because I was typing up an offer and it was going to be signed digitally. And it's like, wow, you know, the first half of my career, it was either on the, you sign mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. on the hood of a car or at McDonald's. Um, wasn't even Starbucks at the I know. Time. Oh my gosh, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now it's electronic and, uh, mm-hmm. but still you got to make sure that pe- our job is to make sure they understand what's going on. And that's hard, given the time frame. Um, if, if, if the buyer really wants to buy something, and who knows what's going on in their personal lives, so they have a time frame, and I'm saying we need to get a full price offer in today, I, I hate to do that, but mm-hmm. it's my job to guide them if they want that house and that property. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess the best, uh, the best advice is get prepared beforehand, uh, before mm-hmm. you even go out and look. Know that you got your money all lined up. Yes. Know what your, what where you want to buy because location is something you can't change. So <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe you buy a house that has um, blue carpet and you didn't really, you know, mm-hmm. you want a different kind of flooring. Well, you can change that. Yes. But you can't change location. You really can't change the size of the home either. Those those are 
two important things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can change the size of it, but not very easily. True, yes. And I guess you could change locations too. I've seen house movers. (laughs) But that's not practical. Are you promoting that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're one of our advertisers. No, no. It's, 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 it might be necessary sometime because I see clients find a house they love, but it's not in the school district. It's not in the location they really want. So who knows? Maybe down the road. <laughs> yeah. And it, so let's talk about priorities for a buyer. What, that buyer kind of has to set out what their priorities are. What are the things they cannot negotiate on? Mm-hmm. For example, if they have four kids are probably not going to be living in a two-bedroom home. They got to have so many bedrooms. Now, other things are maybe can be uh, given up, Mm -hmm. such as the size of the backyard, maybe. Yes. And a pool. Um, Ah, yeah. You know, a pool is often on the number one uh, on their list for this when we look in the summer. But <laughs> once fall comes around, no one really cares about the pool. Um, they like to see that the back the backyard is is a size that can accommodate a pool if they choose to have one put in. Mm-hmm. But it's not as appealing. So if somebody chose to put one in, what about what do those things run? I have heard twenty thousand very minimally. Um, I'm seeing more and more, I don't know if you are, um, ads for above-ground pools. Oh, I, th- I have seen that, It's, yeah. I think, more affordable and maybe a little safer for, ch- for a family with children because mm-hmm. it's harder to get into. Ah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And I'll bet it's a lot less expensive. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Now, what are those, uh, and I don't know much about them, but I wonder if that can be taken down, let's say, in October – um and and stored away uh the people i know have had kept them up mm-hmm. but i i i haven't really studied that that's interesting because that might be a way to help people in the future who want a pool and it might be more um uh, cost effective for them we should look into that i think this I will. <laughs> way we this way we can be of greater service to the clients mm-hmm. the home buyers who want a pool but found a home that doesn't have one. And that may be a, a good way to do it. Um, why are there not enough sellers out there? Um, well, maybe that's one of the big questions. <laughs> um, I'm guessing, and from what I've read, people are hesitant right now, especially with this pandemic. Um, it's caught everyone off guard. It's created changes and problems, um, opportunities, but it, it, I think it's not been a positive thing for many people. And if they're sitting in a home, that's not the time during all of this to decide to move, mm-hmm. unless they need to. For, you know, yeah. For well, we're going to explore that a little more when we get back from our first commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we're talking with Faye Koki, a broker associate at CMT Properties here in Fresno. 
um, and also the education chair chairperson for uh, the Fresno Association of Realtors. So heavy into education and um, you were a school teacher. What, what grades did you teach? Um, I was certified kindergarten through high school, but I, I specialized in art. Oh, okay. Um, I can't tell you what I was good at in school. <laughs> in fact, some of my, well, one of my teachers who I recently ran into said, you know, I'm really proud of you. I listened to you on the radio on Saturdays, but he said, it doesn't surprise me that you're doing a talk show. <laughs> he goes, you kind of did one in the back of the classroom all the time. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Um, great to know that your teachers support you. you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> all right. We, we were talking about, in the first segment, um, about sellers and, and maybe why it's why there's a shortage of sellers right now. So let's talk about what are the advantages to selling a home right now? So if you own one, maybe you realize you need a little more room now that you're working out of the house or for whatever reason, you want to sell and buy a new one, but maybe afraid to in this environment. Should they be afraid? And, and that's a, a good question. I understand they'd be afraid, but um, this is the perfect time. If you want to sell a house and buy a different one or just sell it, if you plan to move, do anything, because they're not on the market very long. We can almost promise and guarantee the house will sell in a short period of time. I mean, when I've been doing some comparables lately, they've been on the market three to five days before they have an accepted offer and mm -hmm. change to pending, which is shorter than normal, which is delightful for everyone involved. Yeah. <laughs> so if you wanted to sell, you could have a, a close guarantee to have it uh, sold within a, a few days to a week mm -hmm. from what we're seeing. It, um, so I, I ran it across <clears throat> this situation where I advise somebody to put their home on the market at 275 and they said, ah, oh, but it's a seller's market. Things are flying off the rack. Let's do 300. So what are the odds? I mean, is that one you can almost <laughs> guarantee? <laughs> no, no. Um, it has to, the comps have to support that value. And although we're seeing offers go overpriced, it still, if there's a loan involved, we'll need to appraise. And our appraisers are very savvy and educated and experienced, so they they will attach a proper value to that property. We do see uh, buyers coming in offering to pay anything over the appraised value if it's a very desirable home and they know it's competitive. Um, so that's nice for a seller to have that extra guarantee. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a gamble on the part of the buyer. Because what if that appraisal comes in real low? Yeah, so. They've written out that they'll do it. There must, there might be something special about the house. You know, mm -hmm. um, it could be the floor plan they've dreamed of. It could be next to their friends. It could be in the right school district for them. So there are reasons that they would do that. Okay. So, um, and, and then this hot, hot market kind of goes by price range too. Mm, what, yes. Um, let's say the million five hundred thousand to a million dollar market is that as hot as the two hundred to 
500 market. Well, I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it the price pretty much goes with the the number of buyers. Mm-hmm. So we in Fresno don't have as many million dollar buyers as we do around the 300,000 mark. Mm-hmm. So and we have more homes around the $300,000. So this is an opportunity because it's both a buyer and a seller's market mm-hmm. now. It's a buyer's market um, because the interest rates are so low. Yes. Their purchasing power is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember just a couple of years ago, the California Association of Realtors was running a big ad saying that we have a housing affordability crisis. Um, firefighters, police, policemen can't even buy in their own community because mm-hmm. um, uh, cost was so high. And yet now, with interest rates so low, they can easily buy. Yes, they can. It's um, it's a wonderful problem, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, and sometimes I've heard it called the perfect storm too, because it's great. This market is great for the sellers, mm-hmm. and it's great for the buyers. So um, the perfect storm. Uh, there, no wonder it, it's so much activity out there. But let's get back to that fear of of putting your home on the market mm-hmm. and uh, in the pandemic mm-hmm. um, what kind of protocols or safety items are are in place so that we can almost ensure Don I'm safety. glad you brought that up because they're um, we're we're seeing things when we show properties that we've never done before you know we used to make arrangements uh, with the listing agent to see the property. Sometimes we have to get a special code to access the lockbox mm. and do it in a timely manner. Um, but now it's uh, it's much more complicated. And actually, I see that as a positive for the seller because mm. they're being taken care of so well, a- as are the buyers. But before a property is shown, the buyers need to submit a, a form that um, is an advisory that they've saying that they've read it and that they will be in that house on a certain date. So we know exactly who's going into the house, when. They're advised to wear a mask, wash hands. Um, some sellers want booties and gloves. And um, all the agents are being very accommodating. The um, buyers are very accommodating as well because they want the house of course so they're going to do whatever is asked but I I think there's a general sense of cooperation and understanding that this is what has to happen now so a seller is going to have a a home that's secure and safe and as an agent when I show property I'm wiping down every surface every doorknob that we've touched and I try to accommodate the showing by turning on the lights, opening certain doors so that a buyer comes in and it's not touching a thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Sellers, are, and this is the realtors making their sellers aware of some mm-hmm. little tips they can do. For example, having all the lights on, the windows drawn, um, closet doors uh, slightly mm-hmm. open so that they can be seen into uh, the interior, all the interior doors, bedroom doors and all open. Um, and actually, they all should have been doing that before anyway. <laughs> Possibly. I've seen it in the past, both different ways. Yeah. I remember before the we, we redid our protocols, 
um, I felt like I was the light switch monitor, not <laughs> yeah. the realtor. Because mm-hmm. I, I was going through a house trying to turn everything on. It was dark like a cave because mm-hmm. all the windows were shut. And um, it's like they knew we were coming. I mean, <laughs> why couldn't they help us out? But uh, there were times I couldn't even interact with the client because I was too busy mm-hmm. turning, trying to find light switches. I've been there. <laughs> so maybe that's a, that's a good protocol that's come out of this i think also a seller wants to put their best foot forward and especially in the past a room looks more polished and finished if the closet doors are closed so doors are closed but that doesn't allow the buyer to see the sense of space Uh, goes for kitchen cabinets all those different things Mm -hmm. so now uh, we're accommodating the buyer by having that all open and accessible Tell us about this <clears throat> so-called peed form. <laughs> that, I mean, six months ago, nobody knew or <clears throat> peed was not even a word in real estate. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, even even buyers and sellers know what a peed form is. Well, it's the Coronavirus Property Entry Advisory and Declaration Form. Okay, and I'll we just call it, it the to peed, peed form. Yeah. <laughs> And I've been referring to it to to buyers pretty much as just um, a COVID form that's necessary to sign, because they, I, I think a lot of people aren't going to understand that, and they're not going to know what a PED is. I mean, we didn't know until was it March? Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, it will disappear in a some months. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I. It, it's so cumbersome just to show one house. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I must say that I've been so ed- impressed with the California Association of Realtors because they were on this. You probably saw that from the beginning. They came out with the PED in a certain form. And I th- what is it, five different formats they've now gone through? Yeah. That, but I mean, they're just accommodating <clears throat> us and helping us with, with what they're hearing and seeing the new yeah. challenges. The alternative to this form was the first three weeks of shelter in place. And that is we weren't allowed to show a home in person. That's right. Yeah. But um, our, our representatives in Sacramento went and talked to the governor's office, showed them they created this form mm-hmm. with all the protocols that we would need to go through and um, convinced them that this is how we can do business safely. So, yeah, I'm glad they did that. And even though I feel like I'm jumping through hoops <laughs> and, and, you know, now in my car, I carry a box that has face extra face masks, hand sanitizer, sanitizing spray, um, booties. <laughs> we do. But you know what? It, it's because we're we care and we're just trying to be there for our clients, sellers and buyers. Yeah, I'm just trying to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's harder. That's yeah, true. yeah, it is. Yeah, and who ever thought I would be working in this fashion? But I'm just happy to be doing it. And I remember what my dad told me back in 2008 when we were going through that recession. He said you have to change, you have to adapt, and you got to stay in the top 50 percent. Because he said even in a recession or a depression, he didn't say pandemic, but it's, I know it's what he meant. <laughs> yeah the top that only means half the business gets impacted Mm -hmm. the other half is still there he said stay in the top half of your industry 
adapt and, and you'll you'll do fine wise words yeah yeah <laughs> it, you know the older i got the smarter my father got too <laughs> i think we all say that <laughs> all right my son actually said that about me i mean he used to always tell me dad you don't know what you're talking about times have changed since you were my age you know well finally he's saying hey what do you think dad I'm going to have to call my daughters later and ask (laughs) what they would say. All right. With that, we're going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today, we have Faye Koki of CMT Properties, a local real estate brokerage. And um, so, as the song says, put me in, coach. So, a buyer is ready to go. A buyer says, hey, I want to get in the game of home ownership. What, what are buyers looking for? Um. Buyers, and I've seen this for some time, but even more so with our COVID-19 issue, they want something turnkey. They want to be able to move in immediately and live there. And I think that's even more important now because we are in, in, um, immersed in so much media. You hear one thing one moment, you look on Facebook at something else, Instagram, Well, you know. (laughs) And um, I think it's overwhelming. And our lives have gotten much more complicated in the last months. So buyers don't want to paint. They don't want to put new carpeting in. They want it ready to go. They're only worried about a refrigerator. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is funny because I've had that you say that. And I'm sure this is just a random thing. There's no logic behind it. But all of a sudden, I have a lot of buyers asking if the refrigerator stays it's one less thing to think about maybe that's it okay uh, yeah i think maybe they... that's part of turnkey yes could hmm. be. see what, what welcome home radio makes you think i didn't think of that before but maybe that is um it's an extra accommodation to for a seller to make it a turnkey property for the buyer and you know there you can always update that fridge later but to have it right there plugged in you can move in put items in it immediately okay so that yeah this this makes sense you can put the beer in there so all the people <laughs> helping you move yes can come over for beer and pizza and you mm-hmm. don't have to pay them <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where it really pays off okay on a more serious note <laughs> um how important is paint um, fresh new paint it it looks so different it's amazing you know um we live in homes that aren't painted every year we get used to that however if you're going in deciding to spend often hundreds of thousands of dollars uh paint looks fresh and it's not very expensive what is it a thousand dollars for a thousand yeah. square feet so um that's pretty cheap mm-hmm. to have a whole house painted for you so if you were doing a market evaluation, you were going to establish a price and you knew it was going to cost, 
let's say let's say it was a bigger house so it was going to cost two thousand mm-hmm. dollars to paint it what do you think the market impact is going to be is that going to raise the price or keep the price the same well i have i have read and seen probably like you that paint and any kitchen repairs bring at least 75 percent so if if they're spending that they're going to see that back mm-hmm. with the sale of the property and it also just needs to be done it's it's not expensive but it, it can change just to have clean looking walls the uh, popular colors right now are taupe uh, gray white cream you know th- there are 101 different words to say cream <laughs> oh here's one personal color sometimes um, a seller per, uh, presents a home on the market, but they have Miami Dolphin um, blue on, mm-hmm. on their um, uh, in a bedroom, and San Francisco Forty Nine or Burgundy in another room, and along I, comes a Ram fan who wants to buy it. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I I had a buyer buy a house a few months ago, and it was the cardinal red was the the choice of some of some of the walls and it was a nice uh look but that wasn't what she really wanted so what's the first thing she's going to do is paint mm-hmm. but she could overlook it because it was painted well it, i mean it was tastefully done but it's it's not as popular i think as it used to be popular is a good word because i think what a seller really wants to do is present the or, or get the home in a condition where it's popular M- mm-hmm. the m- more people can appreciate it um as opposed and that's i guess the root word of appreciation in value mm-hmm. the more people that appreciate it the more your home will appreciate very nice ah, yes. <laughs> it, it's more appealing and um you know people watch chip and joanne um HGTV. So we've got some savvy sellers and buyers out there. Mm. Um, Do they really learn that much from those shows? I think so. I think it appeals to their, the visual. Not Mm. that they might want to do some, tackle some of the construction of repair or remodeling, but I, it, it, it's an aesthetic to them. Well, I'll have to watch one of those shows sometime just to see if you're right. (laughs) Um, I've kind of rejected watching them so far. I'd rather turn on a baseball game or something. Well, see, and I'd rather watch that instead of a baseball game. So. Ah. Hey, hey, you're on ESPN. Be careful. <laughs> oh, well, that's just <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. So how about a vacant house versus an occupied house? Um, vacant is easier to show, and it accommodates showings. And that's I prefer that generally because it's safer right now for the seller but um often the air conditioning is not on mm-hmm. and uh, it is dark so so as an agent we need to make sure to turn on lights and accommodate the the buyer coming into it okay so there's pros and cons both ways mm-hmm. yeah um the vacant home's easier to show um but if you're living here's one if you're living in it and it everything looks comfortable you can make a pretty good assumption that things work you know that the air conditioner works because it's nice and cool in here definitely yeah you you walk into a vacant home and if it's 93 degrees in there 
Maybe it's because the AC doesn't work, too. And that's when I hand the buyer another glass of cold water, Mm -hmm. and I remind them that they'll have an inspection, and the inspector will make sure the AC is working, heat, things like that. So what if the inspector finds out the AC isn't working? What can a buyer do about that? Well, um, the buyer generally will put in a request for repair and use that inspection report, uh, submit that to the seller, and the seller realizes, well, if I want to sell this house, I probably need to repair that AC. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, buyers don't get stuck with... with with known conditions. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. There's always the unknown ones, but... Um, and and it, it's unfortunate because a house has a lot of moving parts. Uh, I've seen people buy new houses, and brand new houses have issues. Uh, a tile can be cracked. They can discover something's not working, like an AC. Now, with a new property, that obviously is taken care of by the builder, but it can happen with a, a used property. That's why we have home warranties yeah. if we don't catch things during the inspection period. Things can happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we bought a brand new home one time and pretty nice place, but the dining room was hot. I mean, it, the rest of the house seemed mm-hmm. fine, uh, but we could never get that dining room down. I went up in the attic and found out no insulation. They must must have been on a Friday they must have run out of insulation material when they were blowing it in and forgot to come back mm-hmm. on Monday. Anyway, um, so that those things can happen. Definitely. But like most of our local builders, they're good. Not only did they come back and fill that in, but they blew in extra installa- insulation also. So the end result was a plus, not a mm-hmm. negative. So, in fact, that's something I want to bring up. I ran into a case this week where there's a class action lawsuit against the builder, very reputable Mm. local builder. And the attorney was telling me, well, they would not respond. It's like to the clients. And it's like, "Uh uh-uh, I know better than that. Um, You know, I could call that builder. He's in my contact Mm -hmm. on my phone. And they'll get somebody out there because they want that good. They're local. They, they want good um, a, a good reputation. Well, their children are going to school with our children. They're in our That's local how I sports, know of course. <laughs> so um, they have nothing to, there's no way to benefit by cheating somebody. Yeah, yeah. I know them because we were in, our kids were in Boy Scouts together. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> so you nailed it right there. Um, all right, so... What about, you know, it's middle of summer, it's hot out there, water, you know, there's only so many watering days. That lawn doesn't look so inviting. It's not so green. How does that, what are buyers looking for? Well, right now I don't think they're noticing the grass (laughs) because they're racing into the house as quickly as they can and out to write an offer. Mm. And um, I see a lot of neighborhoods mine included, that that don't have the greenest lawns. I mean, that just, I think, goes with living in Fresno. Okay, and that is something that can change. So the buyer can move in and get that. Oh, yeah. Get it's a it green. choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if they have to resaw it, it's not right. that expensive. 
And, and that would be a good opportunity to re-landscape too. That's a good idea. Yeah. See, lemon, what's that? <laughs> Making lemonade out of lemons? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. You could put a lemon tree in while you're at it as a reminder. Oh, by the way, I, this week I drove past a lemonade stand some kids were out there. And I just want everybody to know that our world is in a good place uh-huh. because these young people, they, they were probably ranged between eight and 12 years old. So I, I love talking to kids, you know. Um, and I said, well, why are you doing this? Is this for scouts or, or your school mm-hmm. or something? Nope, we just want something to do. We're bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing that. That's a oh, sweet yeah. thing of what What's going on today? I even gave him a 25-cent tip. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a little more than that. But that, that's good to know that the future is bright when, when you have kids that want to work. They mm-hmm. want to do something. They want to be productive. That's true. Hey, they'll, they'll even do well as a realtor. Yes, they will. I'll give you their what street corner they were working. You can go recruit them. Or maybe just get lemonade for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Okay. Refuse to compromise with the all-new Nissan Sentra. Ward segmentation, 2020 Sentra versus latest in-market economy compact class competitors. See owner's manual for safety information. Availability of features vary by vehicle model year, model, trim level, packaging, and options. Base models compared based on manufacturer's websites. back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today, we have Faye Cokey uh, of CMT Properties, a local real estate brokerage, and um, giving us some good information on what's happening in our local market. However, earlier this week, we had the advantage as realtors to attend a Zoom conference uh, uh, that was put on by the California Association of Realtors and the chief economist, Leslie Appleton Young. She, she's world-renowned as far as being an economist, and um, I love her favorite saying, and that is, a very wise forecaster will make their forecast but not put a date on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, that sounds like her. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's learned over the years. I remember one time uh, she said, by the end of the year, interest rates are going to go past five. They're going to be in the fives. Well, um, she her mistake was she said, by the end of this year, she should have said, by the end of some future year. <laughs> <laughs> More accurate. Because yeah. they certainly have gone down. Mm-hmm. But um, what was your take from from that? I sat glued to my screen on that Zoom for an hour um, and really appreciated all the graphs and uh, charts. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with some of it because it, there was so much information. Uh, she spoke to us of the Central Valley and also of California, not too much nationally, only where we might stand comparatively. But like she says, and we always say it's local, you know, it was it's interesting to see what's going on in the North Bay area or LA, but it, Central Valley is very unique, very different. And I'm glad she focused on that because 
um, that's what we need to know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in fact, um, here's a statistic I've heard her give before, and that is, um, you know, right now I think our median sales price in Fresno County is right around 290000 Well, the median sales price in the state of California is double that. So it really is local. It is, and it, I find it frustrating for buyers because they read something in the headlines, and so many times I'll be asked, and I'll say, well, that where, where did you read that? Because it's so different from California's Central Valley. You know, that's how Welcome Home Radio got started tw- over 12 years ago. John Oslin, who owns One Putt Broadcasting, he and Chris mm-hmm. Pacheco, but um, – he was walking by a booth that our association had and he saw these graphs on home sales up there and he said wait a minute that is not what i saw in today's newspaper mm-hmm. well fortunately i had seen that same article in the newspaper and i said well that's because that in the newspaper they were quoting national statistics this is what's happening locally mm-hmm that got planted a seed in his mind and he called up a little later and said you guys need to do a show on local real estate tell us what's happening locally so uh, the key word is local Uh, um you know we don't look at the weather going on in florida if we want to know if we need to wear boots today mm -hmm. or uh, take an umbrella so we should only look at local information for real estate so how far does that extend out so here you are in the city of fresno let's say is the market the same up in oakhurst Hmm. that's i mean that's only a 45 minute drive i i yeah i think it's similar Mm -hmm. it would depend on the property you know a property on bass lake would um, be much more desirable than a probably a house in the woods in Oakhurst. Mm-hmm. Both have nice features, but I think it's going to be much more expensive to buy on Bass Lake. I know it's going to be much more expensive. Okay, so then how about f- comparing Fresno to San Diego? Well, you can't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> local, that, local. That's actually a good answer. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's 12 years ago, that's what that newspaper article was saying is that this is what it's like, this is mm-hmm. what's happening, but yet you can't do that. No, and I, I think it's a wonderful service to be able to share locally with people because uh, we're their neighbors, we're their friends, and we're explaining what's going on right here in our backyards, neighborhoods, mm-hmm. down the street. So, um, you know, we for a long time, realtors did a lot of open houses and then shelter in place came out and we're not supposed to do open houses Mm -hmm. and i think leslie was telling us about that uh the the chief economist of car um there is a form of open houses that we can do now though that's correct um (laughs) there's still a few challenges with that it can't say it's an open house it has to be by appointment and, and I can understand why it exists, because a lot of people with their work schedules, whatever, they, in their minds, they have that time frame of Saturdays, 1 to 3, 1 to 4, Sundays, 1 to 3, 1 to 4, whatever, that 
they will uh, they like to consider looking at properties. Some you know if if you're busy with family, uh, children, sports, work throughout the week, um, sometimes those are the only times. And so this is a way to introduce a home and plan the scheduled showings during open house hours, which sort of accommodates a seller because then they can just leave and know that there will be some appointments during that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for some buyers it would be helpful, but they still have to submit the, the signed PED form. They need to wear a mask, you know, all of the protocols in place. Yeah, and then um, part of the so-called rules, or no, I'll call them protocols, um, got to be two agents there, one to clean the house after each showing, uh, you know, to sanitize it. Yes. One out in front of the house to regulate who goes in and when and uh, keep the appointments. The, the, yeah, it's, it's not as easy. I've not been a part of that. Uh, the people I work with are able to see during the week or we schedule mm-hmm. things differently. And that's a new twist, the open house by appointment. Yeah, two weeks ago, we couldn't do that. Right, and it's still a challenge. So I, I don't know that we'll see that a long time. Do you think we'll see those? I Okay, that, thank <laughs> you for asking that question. Yes, we will see those for a long time. In fact, yes, they will be the new norm provided that we follow the protocols. If, if we start breaking the rules, start... Mm-hmm. Going back to the old-fashioned open house, no, it'll get taken away. Yeah. So that, that's my take on it. And I could tell by the look on your face, <laughs> you were surprised by my answer. <laughs> I was surprised. I think I'm like a lot of people uh, waiting for this to end and go back to the good old days. And as we keep hearing with a lot of things, we may never see the good old days the same way. They may mm-hmm. still be good days, but some of the things we took for granted may not exist. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what is your best advice to buyers um, in, in today's market? Here we are, oh, today's August 1st. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So I was about to say here we are in July. I would have been a little late there. But here we are in August 2020. What's your vision for what what should a buyer do and, and what's your best advice for them? Well, first they should call me. Okay. <laughs> Faye um, Koki at yeah. CMT Properties. Um, which I would welcome. But actually, they need to get a pre-approval. And a local lender is the best desirable choice to go with. Um, the lender will ask for bank statements, um, pay stubs, things like that, to qualify them for a certain purchase of a home. Now, the default on our offer, our contracts, says we're allowed to have three days after an offer is submitted to provide that. But we don't seem to do that anymore because the offers need, that's just another time constraint for the seller. So we present an offer with a pre-approval letter, which is obtained by a lender. Um, And hopefully that that buyer will have a, a clear picture of what they want, s- especially with this market, because it changes so quickly. And I know, like you probably feel, you don't want to push someone into the house. Mm-hmm. And we really have to trust that they're making a choice under under the pressure of time that that's the right thing for them. 
Yeah, it, it's really making realtors hone their skills mm-hmm. as far as being coaching. Yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, and we've had to really hone our listening skills. Listen to them because you're not really going to be able to get to go out and look at 10 or 20 houses. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, you're, um, there aren't that many <laughs> in that well. price range right now. But so it's going to... You, you have to get to the same destination mm-hmm. in a shorter period of time. That's a good point, because when we used to go out and see several homes, I mean, it could be over a few weeks or whatever, you're, you're noticing the changes in what people don't like. They verbalize, oh, I prefer this to that, this kitchen over this other house. But we don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. It, hopefully they've done some homework on, on the Internet. And I believe they do. <laughs> I know they yeah. do. But um, then they'll they'll have a good idea when they see it that that's the right one. I've started doing the homework with them on the Internet. So maybe we're on a phone call or a Zoom call, mm-hmm. and we're looking at that home and the pictures and reviewing it before we go out and look. And that has helped me. Mm-hmm. Because I've there's been times we've gone out and the people said, well, does the home have air conditioning or... A swamp cooler and say uh let me go look <laughs> you're right we are doing more homework yeah. it, we are honing our skills that's right all right i want to thank you faye for coming in today and helping us out with this show and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in hopefully you learned a thing or two um, as i did from faye and we'll be back next week thank you very much for tuning in to welcome home radio